grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. We are in our last sermon on the Gospel of Luke, at least for this series, and uh, I hope it's been fun. I hope you've learned a lot, grown a lot, and uh, now he sent us out with these words. Jesus comes with disciples, risen, resurrected, power, and glory, and they are frightened. It's easy to see why. Some weeks ago, we had a very famous person pass away. I'm sure you heard Robin Williams passed away quite, quite tragically. And when I was on Facebook and talking to people around town and friends and family, I, w- I was surprised at how many people were, were very sad over Robin Williams' death. I mean, actually grieving over his death. Which is odd because no one I know actually knows Robin Williams, right? They've never, they've never met him. They've never shook his hand. They've never gotten autographed. N- nothing. So a little, little odd at first. And then, you know, he made us laugh. For years, from late 70s with Mark and Mindy and Nanu Nanu, I, I remember being six years old and sitting on, you know, trying to sit on my head. It's like work from work. It is flat. That's important. Now imagine, imagine if a few days later you started hearing internet rumors that Robin Williams was alive, living in a cabin in Montana. And I bet your first thought would be, that's a pretty sick joke. It's not surprising to see that the resurrection, it's amazing. And it takes some time for the disciples to adjust. And the words Luke uses are, uh, they were afraid, they were startled, and they doubted. Jesus worked for He eats boiled fish. Slowly but surely, they come to realize that this is Jesus, physically resurrected from the dead, their Lord, their God, their Savior. And they move from fear and trembling to joy and excitement. And that's the message of Easter. That's the message of Jesus. This is the good news. And sadly, in our world today, uh, ever since then, people don't receive the Easter message that way. See, there are only two correct responses when you hear that Jesus Christ is alive. And the first is absolute fear. And the second is unfathomable joy. And there's no in-between. One of my deepest regrets is when we had Easter worship here. This place is packed. We've got flowers and balloons and lots and lots of people. And someone walks to me after the service and says, Wow, Pastor, that was a really nice service. Easter is such a great tradition. I love coming here on Easter Sunday. It was quite pleasant. And, and I know what they mean. They're just saying thank you for service. That's nice. But I don't want to hear that 
What I'd rather hear is this. That was the most incredible thing I have ever heard. Or, I'm running out of here because I am afraid. Because if Jesus is alive, then i got to change my life. There's no in-between. The resurrection inspires fear or joy. Let me explain. No, let me summarize. The resurrection of Jesus is the elephant in the room of history. The Apostle Paul demonstrated this. He, was, uh, he went to Greece, went to Athens. And at that time, uh, Athens, as, as you probably know, is well known for its philosophy. Lots of philosophers and teachers in Athens. And so Paul goes there, goes to a place called the Areopagus or Mars Hill. And he teaches about the unknown God. They have lots of statues to all these gods. And the Greeks like to get all their bases covered, so they just have statues to all these gods. And even a statue for an unknown God cover all the bases. And Paul says, what you worship as unknown, I will make to you as known. He teaches about Jesus. Jesus as the one true God, creator. And then he says, and God has given witness to this by raising Jesus from the dead. And it says it this way. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance. But now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. And he has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. The search is over. The philosophers, the seekers, are searching for truth, purpose, meaning. The search is over. Jesus Christ is alive. He is the way, the truth, the life, the resurrected one. And Athens is very similar to our world today. There are many people who are seeking. I don't go to church, but I'm spiritual. I like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I like a little bit of Eastern mysticism. And I like a little bit of Judeo-Christian ethic. And I like a little bit of uh, this uh, Buddhism stuff here. I'm going to pick and choose my buffet and make it the way I like it. I will be my judge and jury and authority in my own life. But if Jesus Christ is alive, then that changes everything. My friends, if, if you are judge and jury and authority for your own life, I want to urge you, as compassionately and lovingly as I possibly can, repent. Repent. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He sent his disciples throughout the whole world, preaching and teaching the resurrection of Jesus. And they died for it. They died for it. And lots of people die for a cause they believe in, but no one dies for a cause they know to be alive. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He is Lord, and He is God. And I pray for you, a source of unending joy. Not mild approval, not passionate consent, but 
but unending joy. Because since Jesus rose from the dead, everything else matters less. Since Jesus rose from the dead, everything else in your life matters less. Because Jesus rose, one day you too will rise. Robin Williams was famous for another line from one of his movies, Carpe Diem. Remember that? Uh, Dead Poets Society. Carpe Diem. Seize the day. Suck all the marrow out of life that you possibly can. Because you never know. You never know when the next day is going to be your last. It's a good philosophy. There's a lot to be said for it. It's a great motto. It looks great on a plaque on your desk. It's solid. And a lot of people in our world, and especially this valley, live by that motto. Seize the day. Take risks. Explore. Travel. Try new things. Meet new people. Seize the day. Experience all that you possibly can. But my friends, there's something wrong with that motto. Because some people in an effort to seize the day, to suck all the marrow out of life that they possibly can, will look at their own experiences and what they can experience and, and do and be and become to the detriment of those around them. Because if you seize the day for yourself to get as many experiences out of life as you possibly can, it's really hard to serve other people. It's really hard to sacrifice for someone else. It's really hard to get your hands dirty in the grief of someone else's life, the pain of someone else's life, the hurt of someone else's life. It's hard to do that because you're really busy seizing your day. See, a better model is carpe eternum. Jesus Christ died and rose for you. Your sin is washed away. Your life is His. You are blood-bought. You are redeemed now and always. So you have time to serve. You have time to sacrifice. In Christ, all things are yours. That, uh, that bad job review you got from your boss matters less because Christ Jesus died and rose for you. That the challenging time you're having just working and getting by Jesus Christ died and rose for you. It's good to have that eternal perspective in life. Because Jesus died and rose other things matter less. Here's the crazy part. Because Jesus died and rose, everything in this world matters more. Jesus physically rose from the dead. It's not some Eastern mysticism that states that when you die, and if you're good enough, and if you're nice enough, uh, you kind of become part of Nirvana, or enveloping God. You're part of the Borg, or the Force, or however it's been put out there. My friends, Jesus Christ physically died and rose from the dead. And one day, you too will physically die, physically rise. You are created body, soul, 
and spirit. That's all important. God redeems all of you. Not just your soul. Not just your spirit. God redeems all of you. And creation matters because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. You matter. Not just your soul. You matter. Because Jesus Christ physically rose from the dead. And so we pray, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Everything you need for life. Good work, good employment, good government, friends. You need that stuff. And it matters. You matter. All of you matter. And you matter completely and wholly. Jesus Christ physically died, physically rose from you. It's good. When you hear about the resurrection, only two appropriate responses. Fear. Or joy. Obviously, my prayer for you is that your response is, is joy. And that as you look at Jesus, you're reminded of a line from another dead poet society. Oh, captain, my captain. Remember that? Robin Williams' character is uh, teaching a poem to the kids, a Walt Whitman poem. And the poem begins with the words, O Captain, my Captain. Whitman wrote the poem after President Lincoln's assassination. And he wrote it to honor this great man who had set the country on a fantastic course and was now dead. O Captain, my Captain. Jesus Christ is not some leader who died and set us on a great course but stayed dead. He is Lord and He is God. He is risen from the dead. I prayer for you that you stand that you stand up in your homes in your communities in your jobs and you proclaim Jesus Christ is risen from the dead my captain, O oh captain, my Lord, my Savior, my God. Amen. Let's stand. You don't have to stand in your chair, but let's stand and praise our God.